Hello everyone, I'm Stella. I'm Sophia. And I'm Vanessa. We host Generation Discourse. Generation Discourse is a platform for young people to come up with, share, and discuss ideas within the realm of theory and the abstract. You'll find us talking about philosophy, current events, and social concerns. Today, however, we will be discussing the traditional roles of women, specifically some of the evidence for differences between the sexes. Oh, Hi. Oh. Okay, All so right. we're going to get through yeah. some introductions. Uh, so I'm Stella, I go to Kristen, as you'll see, like four of the people on this call do. Um, <laughs> and I'm one of the hosts alongside Vanessa. Usually we have much more like diverse group of people, but this is just how it turned out. Yeah. Um, so I'm Vanessa, um, and Stella and I, as well as Sophia from Westlake Girls, we created this podcast um, from inspiration from Andrew's Philosophy mm. Club, because um, okay. in quarantine, we just like listened to you guys just talk, and we thought it was equal as equally valuable as when, you know, we were talking ourselves, and so we thought that we could recreate that kind of dynamic with this podcast, which is really cool. So we have we have our inspiration right here in today's. Okay. Oh. Okay. Ashes. Should I just introduce myself? Or? Yeah, do it. Okay. So my name is Andrew. I also go to Kristen, and yeah. So, um, me and this other guy Quinley decided to start this philosophy club within Kristen, and I yeah. So I'm glad we inspired you to like start this podcast. So. Cool, Hiso, thanks Andrew. Okay, hello, I'm Hiso. I go to Philosophy Club. My main role is bullying Andrew for his views. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and I'm here because apparently Vanessa and Stella decided that I'd be a person to have on this discussion. So that'll be cool. Um, and finally, Max. Hi, uh, I'm Max. I'm from Westlake. I don't go to Kristen Philosophy Club, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not the smartest of people, so I'm sort of interested to get educated myself and to bring a very blank point of view and to represent that minority of people who aren't as educated in the area. So, Max, I'm sure you'll have some very valuable contributions. Okay. So, um, with that done, uh, we've got some disclaimers because this is one of the more controversial topics we've handled so far on the show. Um, if that hasn't occurred to you already. Um, so the first one is like, we understand that everyone's going to be coming into this with opinions because how can you not, right? Mm. Um, but like kind of, if there's always going to be points of friction. So if there's like discourse, we don't want it to kind of reflect on like, you know, who we think you are as a person. Cause obviously we wouldn't have invited you on if we thought you were morally corrupt, right? Um, so that's the first one. Um, and the second one is, uh, we also like invited you on, not because of kind of whatever background knowledge we thought you had, we just wanted to hear what you thought. And so we don't want this to turn into like a spewing facts from Jordan Peterson's okay. book or whatever, <laughs> you know? Um, though if you, you do want to reference him, he is like a fun guy to talk about. So that's also mm -hmm. fine. Cool. Anything else that you want to add, Vanessa? Um, no, let's just get started. Right. So, um, we had a starting question. I think it was, do you think it's valid to say that women are at least somewhat determined to choose certain career paths? 
Shoot. Oh, okay. Well, there's there's no. Yes, Andrew, our I feel like okay. Well, I, I feel like I feel like <laughs> I have to start with what the um the psychological research shows, and so in general, there's there's a lot of um there's there's been a lot of studies done on this, which is so you rank order, you you rank order so countries by how egalitarian they are. And then you see the degree of um, like psychological difference between the sexes, and what generally seems to appear from that is that the the more egalitarian a society is, the greater the psychological difference between the sexes. And I'm assuming you mean found, like yeah. equal opportunity and all that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I'm my can I can I just like explain my position? Yep. Yeah. So. I'm I'm certainly not against equal opportunity, but I think that it has to be recognised that there is a there is a psychological difference between the sexes that is not because of like society, because otherwise you would expect that the more um the more uh, egalitarian societies get, the the less of the difference between the two sexes psychologically. So you have to kind of concede that that difference is not social and so then so my position is yes i'm all for equal opportunity but you shouldn't be surprised that there's going to be a difference in career choices because there is that psychological difference that does exist okay andrew can i just ask um firstly like what are the kind of indicate so so you know how you said they ranked um countries based on like how egalitarian they are like firstly how did they make that rank? Like, what are the criterion? Well, it, I don't, I, I'm actually not sure, but I don't think it's actually very difficult to rank countries, like, in terms I, of um, equality. It's, pop yeah. in with, like, a little yeah, yeah. thing there. So, it's not really, like, from what I've seen and, like, what always gets brought up when they're citing, like, all these studies isn't, like, a ranking of how, like, psychologically more female female are, um, women are or, like, how much more psychologically masculine male men are. Like, it's a lot of the, like, jobs they choose. They say, like, more women are in teaching, nursing, those things in these, like, egalitarian Scandinavian countries rather than somewhere that's, like, people, like, they choose to go into those jobs and those, like, fields or decide to like be stay-at-home moms or like work from home or stuff like that. Yeah, so um, usually when you, when you create, like addressing Vanessa's question, usually when you create a ranking, it's gonna be the Scandinavian countries at the top and then probably, I don't know if Saudi Arabia was included, but probably like a country like Saudi Arabia at the bottom. And then you, you can kind of get a rough idea of like who's more um, egalitarian than like some, um, whoever else. But yeah. What I don't understand from that is surely like there will be probably more um, women in Saudi Arabia who are at the bottom of your list, like who are going to be like staying at home and like being in like feminine roles because they're like forced into it by society. And you're also saying that, like, these Scandinavian countries have, like, a lot of women who are like that because then, at that point, biology takes over. So well, no. are you saying, like, it's similar? Again, I don't know if Saudi Arabia was included in that study. That was just an example of a, you know, really not egalitarian country, but... Yeah, but how do you I, test that in a study? 
it's like, a, it's a, how do you um, tell if it's something that's not forced by society that women choose for themselves? Because surely even if they're forced, a lot of women will be in those jobs. And if they're not forced, a lot of women apparently are in those jobs. So it's not a, um, it's not the, the study yeah. doesn't actually look at like careers. It looks at psychometrics. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a psychometric study. So they use um, the five factor model. psychology students? Like, I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no. I'm just sticking to what I know as a yeah. psychology student. But what they do you use... mean by psychometrics for those who aren't psychology so, students? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's measurements of um, psychological traits. So the most common one and the most recognized one is the five factor model. Um, so that's you just remember as ocean. So the five factors are openness, openness to experience, conscientiousness, extroversion, and then, oh God, what's A? Andrew. I'll get back to A okay, later. What, is it necessarily that um, the like egalitarianness of a society that can towards more feminine slash more masculine um behavior or is it something else um or is it another factor that correlates with like increased an increasing egalitarian society so the other factor is a one that um influences whether these two sexes become like more separated in terms of like traits i I think they do suggest, I think in the study, they do say like, there's a possibility that, because they also refer to some like cl- um, clinical evidence, because I think they mentioned, they, they, they say something about um, neuroticism and basically that's like um, proclivity towards like negative emotion. And they say, well, the, um, the clinical evidence so- shows that women are more likely to develop um, certain disorders like personality disorders and that's sign of high neuroticism and that's backed up by the psychometric testing they do also say that so like certain like women in like the less egalitarian countries might they like they might not be more like less neurotic they might just have less access to mental health so they like therefore you know you get less diagnoses and stuff they do talk about that but um it's it's difficult I was thinking, like maybe it's like if you have a more egalitarian society typically they're like probably more developed they're probably more well off and more of their population is like has it has like a family of like stable income right and so like it gives them like kind of like the freedom to be able to conform to these stereotypes whereas like if you are in like a poor like country living in the slums right like it's not entirely um you know in your ability to act out the perfect feminine stereotype you know i I see what you mean there's a there is definitely a there is definitely a possibility there um i think you could then i think to look at that you could look at so what's the correlation between egalitarian like how um, how egalitarian the country is and the difference in psychometrics and you can compare that to the difference like the correlation between a country's wealth and then the psychometric difference i think that would be the way you would 
analyze that. I don't know whether or not that's been done, but that's how you would look at it. Assuming that these like psychological studies are true, because what did you say, Andrew? They've like been cited three thousand times. Three thousand, yeah. That particular study. <laughs> that's pretty steady. That's pretty. <laughs> that is very steady. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we were talking about this before, but like I'll, I'll like just say again. It's like um, most papers published get five to ten citations, and then like if you get more than a hundred citations, that's you're in the top 1% of all papers ever published. Like the, the, the paper detailing, I think back in 1957, detailing the structure of DNA, that, had that as of now has 5,000 citations. So, Isn't it just one <laughs> citation every time Jordan Peterson like, references it in his video? No, videos? I don't think... No, every no, time that's he not. mentions it, like, the citation goes up. <laughs> <I th> <laughs> that's where it all comes from. Even with that, I think it's still quite a lot. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, just assuming that's true, like, should we start talking about like what we think about it, whether it's a good thing or yeah, bad yeah. belief? Yeah. Well, again, it's like if naturally people are inclined to do things, and your goal is to so your goal is to make it so that people can do whatever they want, then. If you see that difference, you could, okay. Okay, you I, I see a very yeah. big thing that yeah. you say. Yeah. <laughs> if people okay, okay, have okay. that natural tendency, then that's good. But what if people don't, right? Like, if you look at like Stella and I, or like, even, and even he, so like, do you think that like our natural tendency in the future is probably just going to be like a stay-at-home mum the second we reach motherhood? <laughs> okay. All of government policy be like you know catered towards well, us being the perfect stay-at-home mum. Well, I don't, I don't think you three are representative of the average female, or indeed the average person. I mean, like you, you three are like what five hundred percent? I don't know, man. No, no, no. <laughs> Andrew, wow. Andrew, are little, you saying my womanhood is invalid? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm not. I'm. I'm saying that there's. Let's choose a. Let's choose a random. Not even the psychometric. Just choose a random like characteristic, like, and we draw a normal distribution because those things tend to be normally distributed. You got. I don't think you guys are representative of like. All three of us just not average. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I, no, even for all people, I think, even for all people, I think you three are probably more intellectual than the average person. You, you or know, okay, oh, Andrew, I don't know. No, no, okay, no, no, no. If that's a compliment for us, like, or like, no, 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 no. I, all the people you know. I mean, sorry, it, de it depends on who. It de Andrew. If our intellectual abilities is what means that we probably won't be a stay-at-home mom. Are you saying that stay-at-home moms aren't tending to be the more intellectual side of women? Now, come on, this is getting a bit inflammatory. Let's take it back. Let's take it back. Okay. So, I mean, Andrew mentioned something that was kind of interesting earlier. Um, you know, kind of, if people have a natural tendency, and I'm assuming this natural tendency can be like measured in the various studies that have been cited 3,000 times. What do you think, Max? Do you think that it's possible to measure whether someone has a natural tendency to do something when you're only measuring one thing? Uh, I, I think when doing natural tendencies 
it, there are so many influences. Like you can't just be like, oh, let's look at this. Like we pick a random person. You have to think about, okay, like sort of, obviously we talked about like countries and different places, just where they are, sort of what situations they're in. I don't think we're able to do tests that are perfectly fair and all the sort of information and data that we will be receiving will all just be sort of like iffy. Like even if it's, you know, we will never get the perfect set of data, which it goes I mean, for like how every... Do you, how do you even separate between... How do you know it's natural tendency or something that's been externally influenced? Exactly. Because there, there, there are people who... Um, I don't know, it's people... It's like some people who are stay-at-home mums weren't planning on being stay-at-home mums. You know, it, it's, it's all it's sort of based on... It's, it's all situational, which is a lot with um, things in the world where someone could have been um, very super, super smart and planning on doing big things um, and sort of, but something happens where they go the best for me and my situation and almost like the best for my family is to do this. And it's just whether or not can we then go, okay, that's just another point in a test saying, this is stay at home mom. Like you can't, you don't have those factors in. That that's raises a really like, interesting question. Yeah. I think that's like, a, is it best for a nuclear family to have a stay at home parent? That's, that's um, so um, one, I think one of the, I, I think it's like whether or not there's like, a benefit to having a stay-at-home mom it isn't just like you can't just look at that from the perspective of um a, like a family because obviously so here's here's the thing so the more like the more egalitarian your like labor laws are obviously the less the fewer stay-at-home moms you're going to get because like if you because if you have laws which say women have to stay at home versus laws that say no you can do whatever you want you can obviously expect that one's going to have more stay at home moms than the other so what we see from that is um countries that are more egalitarian do have a better like economic situation so they're they're better off and so you could say well that has a that has a good effect on children being raised in that country. But then you can also say that like the once you, because if you, if you say all women are allowed to work, that effectively what you've done is you've doubled the, what do you call it? I'm not an economist. Um, you, do, you, you double the supply, the supply of labor. So you basically yeah. essentially you've halved the cost of labor because like the demand's the same, the supply's doubled. So the, the cost essentially half and what that means is you end up with a situation that contrary to like in contrast to before where one person in the family working can raise that entire family now both parents have to work and so that child is going to spend a lot less time but then you can always make the argument well there's more money in the country they're living in a better environment so they're going to be better but then you can also argue the other way and we you know it's like it's a question that we don't know the answer to but there's definitely like there's definitely benefits and there's, there's definitely some drawbacks to that. But so far we, 
from what we see, we we're pretty sure that the benefits are the benefits are like greater. In I think um, it's really interesting because I read a um, government report on I think um, the Netherlands and um, their like employment um, like equalness between genders, but also their um, policies about like just work between the sexes. And like um, what they found was that um, almost half of all females who work, which is like 80% of the female population, I think, like I think 50% of females who work, work part-time. And they were like 100% willing to work part-time too. And like, it was like in the Netherlands, right? So they were like, most of them are probably like chill, like they're not in any financial pressure. Hmm. So most of them wanted to work part-time. They were willing to work part-time. They didn't want to have a full-time job. Um, and so I thought that was um, really interesting, like given the opportunity, like in such a good country as the Netherlands, like these um, females were willing to work part-time. Then I had a look at another statistic that showed that um, like these women also wanted to start working part-time after they had a kid, right? Um, and it was really interesting because um, maternal paid leave is 18 weeks whereas paternal paid leave is two days after the baby's born. And so, like, I it's think... Not very fair, just, it? Yeah. No, no, but it's <laughs> well, like, well, the women will take care of it, so, you, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, do, you, do you know what the... Oh, yep, he said you no, go I first. that point of, like, you know, women, like, taking part-time jobs after they, like... Um, get married and have kids and stuff like I watched I think this is Jordan Peterson as well like something uh, someone said like was that a lot of like women who let's say like a really time-consuming like it was kind of like drawing the line between jobs and careers like what you call it as a part-time job is like a nine-to-five in like a part-time job or something that's a job that you get for money and then a career is something you like devote your life to like lawyers who are working like 100 hours a week like surgeons who are working 100 hours a week and obviously they're like really well paid because of it and the only reason that like women aren't really in these jobs is because i think they said it was more of a psychological trait for people who want to go into those really high stress like time consuming jobs and those personality traits are more often found in like really like yeah. success like career success driven men it's more likely in that sense whereas many women like a lot of women when they like hit 30 and all their friends are getting like married and having families like they do tend to go into like you know being a going into like a part-time job and just taking care of their family whereas like men there are more of those men who are those sort of people to you know keep working 100 hours a week mm -hmm. to like put that like first before everything and like really chase that so that's like what creates that divide as well it's like i mean that... you when you talk about these psychological influences though like you talked about these women watching their friends getting kids like and just like looking after their kids you talked about how these women like they you know when they when they have their kid they have that um maternal leave right like i think how how is it actually like a psychological trait when a lot of this is um you can you can trace it back to external influences. Well, no, okay, because it's, it's a psychological trait in the sense that they make the choice and the external influences. I assume we're talking about like the parental leave and stuff, right? Like the parental yeah, leave seems... is actually a bit of a problem because what's basically happening with that is saying, you know, like it's not giving the choice of like them to choose which partner stays at home. It's like 
the mother has all this leave time, so they might as well spend it, like spend it at home. Like that's kind of like something that society is like pushing on like women or something. But the whole thing about psychological like factors that play into this is what do women actually want? You know, want to do because a lot of the time, a lot of the statistics in like law firm, for example, is these women do really well in school. They do really well in like their internships at these like really big law firms. And then at 30, like they just leave. They're not like kicked out. It's not situational in the fact that they have to leave. They just leave and start their families. And a lot of law firms like can't keep on, like hold on to these really talented like female lawyers who they want to keep hold of. And then that kind of like goes into a negative feedback loop of not hiring women because they think that they'll leave in like five or ten years, you know? If you like this episode, give the podcast a follow on wherever you're listening so you'll be the first to know when we upload. We'll be releasing an episode every Sunday New Zealand time. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We're Generation Discourse everywhere.